name is Madan, Madan Mohan Rao from Your Story. And on behalf of all of us at Your Story, I want to welcome you to today's podcast, Intel Rise podcast series. The episode today is on raising the bar to create a sustainable world. Before we introduce our speakers, let me set the context just a little bit. The last 150 years of the Industrial Revolution have been dominated by a linear model of production and consumption, where materials are mined, processed, manufactured, sold, and then eventually dumped in landfills. In recent times, we have realized the importance of meeting the needs of the present without compromising the future of our planet. Sustainability has become a key aspect of corporate responsibility. Many companies have now set sustainability goals to decrease their environmental impact through smarter use of resources, conservation and restoration efforts, and targets for reduced emissions and waste. The idea of a circular economy that promotes reuse and recycling of products or materials is gaining traction. Circularity is critical to transition technology from short-term needs to long-term planet-wide benefits. To speak about Intel's commitment to environmental leadership and how they are raising the bar for sustainability through their actions and technology, we have with us Manas Das, Senior Director for Business Operations at Intel India, and Arvind S., Principal Engineer, Client Computing Group at Intel India. Manas and Arvind, welcome aboard to the program. Good to have you here. Likewise. Good to have you. Thanks for the opportunity. So let me first begin with sustainability programs. Many companies today have a sustainability program. What are some ways in which an organization can contribute to sustainability? Let's start with you, Manas. Sure. Uh, See, I think uh, it all starts from our strategy. What is the company's strategy? What uh, are there sustainability elements inbuilt into the company's strategy? What are the practices, the sustainable practices that are inbuilt into the strategy? And all of these, if they're not linked to the business per se, which is either the product, the processes, the practices that the company has, uh, would be kind of a vacuum kind of uh, expression, right? Where there would be intent, it would be very difficult to practice it. So close linkage of the business, the strategy, and what the company kind of, if I, if I may say, makes money out of, has to be the bedrock of what we are talking about should be sustainable, right? Sustainable products, sustainable processes, and sustainable practices, as I called out earlier. And once that is defined, how we execute to those strategic goals that we take from the sustainability perspective, how does the company do that? What are the pillars that the company has to make that happen? How does the company measure it, right? And inbuilt into that is leading companies should kind of think of thought leadership in areas which can be shared, in areas which can be kind of propounded, you know, group think as they say with the ecosystem and see how they can spread. And finally, you know, leveraging bodies, industry bodies, you know, working closely with the government to influence policies, looking at what are the available benchmarks when I said measure and things like that. So there are these multiple pillars and ways in which the company can, uh, an organization can contribute to sustainability. But here I'm just painting a picture of what are the various areas in which a company has to build itself if it is very serious about sustainability. Thanks, Manas. What would you like to add to that, Arvind? Sure. Uh, Thank you. As Manas alluded to, so sustainability is not just about making products that are greener, taking less energy to operate, but a whole lot more. Sustainable produce has touch points all the way from sourcing to manufacture through usage and even how products are recycled. For example, let's look at sourcing. Now, every industry we look at is dependent on raw materials, uh, be it minerals, elements. And I'm talking about in general, be it any industry, be it pharma, electronics, fashion, household goods, anything. When it comes to sourcing, the factor that we need to be looking at is how the raw materials are sourced 
and how they are mined and where are they uh, taken in from. Was it done ethically? Where, uh, where in labor laws were adhered to in good working conditions? Um, how did the sourcing affect the local environment? So forth. And similarly, uh, a similar approach is needed for manufacturing as well. How was it manufactured? Did the participants in manufacturing benefit economically as well as socially in the, in the manufacturing of the product and so on? And similarly, when we talk about even how the product is used, has the product been designed in a way where it can go about its, uh, its uh, function in the most effective manner possible? And lastly, how effectively can the product be recycled? Uh, is it too expensive? Is it too complicated? So what, what, what is the point if, if the products are designed to be used and thrown at the end of its life? Sustainability dictates as to how the products are designed and made so that they can be recycled just as effectively as they are otherwise. So in a nutshell, sustainability touches all aspects of product design, manufacture, use, and end of life, irrespective of what product or service it is. So that's, that's the entire spectrum of it. Anderson Arvind, thanks so much for setting the stage with the end-to-end -end view of sustainability. The next question is about the specific sustainability goals that Intel has under the RISE 2020 strategy. How do you demonstrate environmental leadership in your organization's operations? Manas? Sure. So Intel's long-standing commitment to corporate responsibility and sustainability, right, uh, is built on a foundation of uh, transparency, governance, uh, which is deeply integrated through all aspects of our business. Our integrated approach has created significant value for Intel and our stakeholders. It helps us mitigate our risks, reduce our costs, build brand value, and identify new market opportunities to apply our technology to help address our society's most complex issues. And not only that, our commitment, our commitment to positive global impact is uh, you know, embedded in our purpose. And our purpose statement is a pretty far-reaching one to create world-changing technology that enriches the life of every person on Earth, right? And that you can understand is huge. So our commitment to transparency and setting ambitious goals uh, has enabled us to drive meaningful results and challenges. You know, Quest is always to achieve high level of performance, but uh, you know, fundamentally, a lot of the stuff that we do, whether it is reducing greenhouse gas emissions, whether it is increasing our use for renewable energy, whether it is reducing our water use, advancing our workforce diversity and inclusion, driving responsible supply chain practices and enabling our employees continued attention to this whole program and support of the local communities is, is very, very important, right? So, so with this as a background, as uh, we launched our RISE initiative, we kind of looked at a few elements, right? Through this strategy, we, we said we will make it a more responsible, inclusive, and sustainable through our technology and the expertise and passion of our employees, right? So that was the rise and R is the responsible, I is inclusive, S is sustainable. And the enabling piece is where both our employees as well as the technology comes to play. The idea being that we'll take the global challenge of achieving carbon neutral computing to address climate change and several inbuilt operational supplies within that, right? Which is in, in the fields of energy, emissions, water, you know, a circular economy, which you touched upon, which is achieving zero landfill, you know, looking at um, strategies for manufacturing-based streams, which have been pointed out on. Based on this, for Intel India, we created our own overarching vision statement, which is pretty large, which is uh, that we will be at Intel India will be the backbone of sustainability, will be the backbone of everything that we do at Intel India for our employees, for our business, for our communities, and for Intel. Thanks, Manas. It's great to hear about your strategy to reduce your own environmental impact. Can you share with us perhaps an example of a sustainability initiative that you've driven for the community, Manas? Oh, absolutely. So 
Uh, but let's, uh, you know, we have a very, very strong employee volunteering uh, kind of an effort, right? We have average around 38% uh, of our employees engaged and a total of a staggering 100,000 volunteering hours in the last three years that we have been able to kind of accumulate. So we, are, we additionally actively engage with NGOs and local communities across domains like healthcare, livelihood, education, and sustainability, et cetera, right? And examples that you spoke about, let me see what comes to the top of my mind, right? Uh, recently, we did uh, rainwater harvesting in Kolar. Um, we created a pond and uh, conducted rooftops of around 50 homes directing rainwaters to the pond. That was one which I can think of. The other is the biodiversity conservation, creating awareness on biodiversity conservation amongst teachers and thousand plus students belonging to the city tribe in Kumta and Gokarna. That's the other one that I can talk of. More recently, you know, rejuvenation of lakes, very large ones. And this is what has kind of indirectly, you know, stoked, if I may say in the right manner, lots of good feedback as well as action against inside the ecosystem, our fellow travelers, our com companies which work with us. We, we kind of rejuvenated the Nanjapura Lake, which is uh, located in South Bangalore, 18 acres in size. 67 million gallons of water rejuvenated. And then Divasandra Lake, which is in the South um, Bangalore, again, again around 18 acres in size, size of 255 million liters of water. So these are some examples, but across the multiple pillars that we spoke about, there are several. And, uh, and as I said, right, Intel is just one of these players that with the ecosystem put together and the power of a joint combined, we can really can make huge impacts in this regard. Thanks, Manas. How about you, Arvind? Would you to add some more examples there? As an engineering organization, I can give, uh, there are many examples, I can give one example uh, which stands out and which is uh, where we have an initiative that is specifically aimed at e-waste management. India is one of the largest importers of e-waste. So e-waste processing is highly economics driven, uh, fraught with handling hazardous chemicals and byproducts. One of the products that we are developing is using biosource material for our electronic products that include bio PCB and bioplastics. So the benefit is that these products can be easily decomposed with little to or no hazardous substances involved, is economical, and also helps in effective re recovery and recycling of precious metals from e-waste. So now the icing on the cake is also that the bulk of the biosource bio PCB material is made out of jute which India is one of the largest producers of. And this creates an immense opportunity for the local communities, be it as a raw material supplier or also as a e-waste recycler. Thanks, Arvind and Manas. Those are some very impressive examples we just cited. We talked a little bit about circular economy. The term circular economy is getting quite a bit of traction as a means to reduce waste generation and achieve zero waste. So what is your circular economy strategy at Intel, Manas? Sure. Uh, so, so just to kind of repeat from my earlier piece, right? Uh, our circular economy strategy or, or the mission is to achieve zero total waste to landfill and implement our strategies for 60% of our manufacturing waste streams in partnership with our suppliers. So that's the big picture. But let me give you one specific uh, uh, kind of an example, right? So when we talk about our reverse logistics, which is uh, returns and repairs of our finished product, we've seen step function improvements. For example, if of the product that comes back to us today, about 99% of the returns are either reused or reclaimed, and less than 1% ends in the landfill, right? What we can't reuse, about 44%, we reclaim. 
Last year, we recognized about $30 million in value from some of these decisions. So you see the business linkage to this, right? So it's not just taking a goal and trying to do it in vacuum. It's about how we link it closely to the business. And we have been able to generate revenue from that. It's increased roughly 5 to 10% each, each year, and we're expecting it to continue to go up as we speak. Those are some impressive targets there, Manas. How about you, Arvind? What you'd like to add to that discussion? Sure. So uh, when we talk about circular economy, so there are three main aspects, sourcing, manufacturing, and lastly, the end of life management. So to, to begin, I would rather uh, unconventionally start from the end, that is the end of life. Um, so the most critical aspect of a circular economy is to ensure that when a compute device is sent for recycling, we have the best possible recovery of components or elements within the system. To ensure this, e-waste recyclers need to be enabled with as much usable information about the system at hand, uh, be its parts, the composition, how to disassemble it, et cetera. So today the, the recovery is less because recyclers don't have this information. It's highly economics driven. So the first, first part of our strategy is to track each system from manufacturing to usage and to get information about what can be recovered and what cannot be from the system by the time the system reaches the recycler. So this is a combination of hardware and software technologies uh, that we are partnering with various entities to develop. So that's the first part of our strategy. The second part is in enabling these, we need to have technologies that are baked into the product design right at the time of design, manufacture, and usage. And this is where our next part of the strategy comes in. So here we incorporate what are called design for recyclability technologies, things like, for example, adhesiveless assembly, hardware tracking, software tracking, uh, usage, residual life of the parts, and so on. So this will help us address the manufacturing and usage part of the product. And lastly, we rather come to the first part of the product manufacture, which is the supply chain. So one of the critical challenge in achieving circular economy is to ensure that we incorporate parts that are recovered from older systems into newer designs. And this is where our strategy focuses here. So the design for reusability is specifically aimed at ensuring that parts that are recovered from one system can be fed into the supply chain so it can be reused into newer products that are made. So this is the final part that links the open chain and makes for a true circular economy. As can be seen, our strategy is to address the challenge of circular economy holistically and approach it down to the grassroots level. And this is quintessential for the whole concept to work as intended. And this is not a simple challenge, but spans across, across many businesses and many engineering facets. This requires a lot of investment in terms of time, resource, effort to develop, mature, and scale the technologies that will help us achieve all of this above. So Intel India has made the first seed investment in this space. And this is where we have the sustainability lab that comes into the picture. The lab has been created in Intel India to incubate, develop, mature, and scale technologies for the industry. And with this, this will help the industry as well as the entire community to achieve circular economy in the next few years. Thanks so much, Arvind, for identifying the challenges in circular economy as well as the embedded opportunity. My next question is about the impact of computing. Intel has made a commitment towards carbon neutral computing to address climate change. How do you intend to achieve this goal, Arvind? So carbon neutral computing is a simple sounding statement, but pretty complex when it comes to achieving carbon neutrality. By 2030, the ICT or the information communication technology industry is expected to take, take in about 21% of all energy produced. And this, this has a significant carbon footprint. So the ICT industry, what I'm talking about is basically like laptops, desktops, tablets, servers, routers, and so on. 
So of the energy needs for the IT products, almost half of the energy is needed for manufacturing of these products. The remaining half is needed for running these devices. So it's an equal mix. So if you are to achieve carbon neutral goal by say 2040 in time for the global comets, so with some spare to account, account for, so we have to achieve a year on year reduction goal of about seven to 10% of the total carbon footprint of the products. And that's a tall order. Now there are two specific areas that Intel is focusing on. One as a supplier of silicon chips that forms the brains of the modern computer and the other as a technology influencer for the rest of the industry. As a component supplier, we have already made huge investments in reducing or offsetting our scope two emissions. And we are working towards reducing our scope one emissions in time for the 2040 goal. Now, the second part is more interesting and this is where it involves a lot of partnerships with the ecosystem. For example, the printed circuit board or the PCB as we call it, is the single most carbon intensive component in a PC. And we are investing heavily in developing technology with ecosystem partners. The second biggest source of carbon footprint is the operational efficiency part of it. And again, we are partnering with both internal as well as external partners to help improve efficiency and reduce losses. With all these approaches and plans in place, we are all set to achieve year-on-year reduction of about 7 to 10% carbon footprint. This depends a lot on our partnerships and commitments overall. Thanks, Arvind. You just mentioned partnerships and external partners. My next question to both of you is about the broader ecosystem. What are your thoughts on organizations collaborating as part of the broader ecosystem to drive collective sustainability impact? And where are these opportunities, Manas? Sure. Uh, so as, as I kind of alluded to earlier on, right, uh, individually, if a company works on trying to achieve sustainability goals, it will be just working in a vacuum because at the end of it, the power of collective is immense. We recognize that very early. And there are a couple of platforms that we started creating. It was nothing new, but it was all around going and reaching out to like-minded companies and saying, hey, do you want to get into a platform where we'll share and you know exchange some best practices? adopt some of the key well-known best practices from other companies, share some of our best practices, and then as a collective, also go and talk to maybe the authorities to see what else we can do in influencing and things like that. So some of the examples of the platforms that we created were under the industry collaboration platforms where lots of our fellow travelers come, come and join us. We started these sustainability conclaves every year. We have around 90 companies across various streams, work streams, coming and participating in that, discussing about what else can be done from the functional perspective and you know, working through that through the year by taking specific goals. A link to that are what are we call we call as cohorts, right? Themed cohorts, which is energy cohorts or water cohorts or you know environment cohorts, where companies which are either thought leaders or you know have done some great stuff in that get together, share their best practices, as well as you know we get together and do what is called group think, right? What else can we do together? So that's the second piece. In addition, we have got, reached out to industry bodies to say, hey, you have extensive platforms where you have large number of companies as members. The need of the hour today from the sustainability perspective is to do something right now. Can we leverage some of your platforms? And they have been more than willing to say, okay, of course, we would want to join hands. It is a win-win-win. So that's the, the industry body piece. And finally, when we take all these ecosystem partners together, the government plays an extremely important role, whether it's green power, whether it is other such areas where the government can facilitate uh, a lot of sustainable practices, 
how do we work with them to say that here's a collective of companies which are the who's who of the world can we what when what can we do more in india and can we deploy some of the our global practices in the india ecosystem so those are some examples uh, thanks manoj for identifying the roles of the different stakeholders in the ecosystem arvind what would you like to add to that in terms of roles and activities for players so intel is uh, having a very active participation from across the industry right from original design manufacturers or odms and original equipment manufacturers or oems to supply chain and all the way to software suppliers and at the end of the product spectrum even with e waste recyclers and regulatory bodies so we have been working with various oems and odms for the past year and a half and uh, we are all slated to release a slew of products starting next year that will have as much as to 50% lower carbon footprint as compared to similar products starting uh, next year so we are working with software companies and service providers on creating software that is capable of tuning the system to not only suit the requirements of the user but also minimize energy waste and also keep tabs on real reliability thereby increasing product longevity we are partnering with e-waste recyclers and supply chain partners in driving an industry consortium that can help increase pc waste recycling from the current 8% to well above 60% in the next 2 years so sustainability has a very wide impact and it requires huge uh, committed effort from everyone suppliers oems odms recyclers users and no company can do it alone from its position as industry leader intel has started engaging with various oems and odms and also partners across the business spectrum to build momentum in sustainability thanks arvind thanks manish for this very important and insightful discussion if i may sum up the three key takeaways for our audience it would be perhaps the three l's longevity leadership leverage companies and uh, people do need to think about longevity of the human race of the planet of the environment but this requires commitment from leadership and organizational culture focused on these issues and for that you need to leverage the assets of both the company as well as the broader ecosystem and all its stakeholders Manas Arvind, thank you so much, and thanks also to our audience for joining us. Thank you, Manas. Thank you, Arvind. Thank you very much.